This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, have you watched Abducted in Plain Sight yet? Oh, God! On Netflix. Ah, it's the Colleen and Bradley I'm Show. My still Talk 1071. Washing. The filth from my eyes. Yes. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, yes, uh, Bradley, you and I both over the weekend, we uh, succumbed to the peer pressure. Ev- yeah, everybody people, was talking. Everybody was talking. Around the station, we should say that. I know other people, places have been watching too, but particularly around the My Talk studios. Did this all start with Donna Valentine? Yeah. Is she who we have to blame yeah. for this? She's the one who put this filth in our... eyeballs so donna valentine started talking about this show abducted in plain sight this is one of those things where it was like oh this smells bad smell it like yeah no totally this This is so disturbing you should watch it and i will say um she was right and thank you are we thanking her we just wanted to tell you so we're like kind of the last ones to show up to this party at least in terms of my talk and so we wanted to talk about it, and uh, we really were just going to be like, you guys, we're just going to talk about it, and you can turn down your you know, radios if you don't want to hear. But then uh, B. Arthur came in and was like, under no circumstances are you to reveal the true nature of what happens in this series. And so we're like, okay, fine, but we're still going to talk about it because... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You cannot even. Okay, so let. Okay, just what here's can the, we tell? Here's people? the thumbnail. Okay, this is. I will just give you this much. This is a documentary uh, that is about a family uh, who allows a predator into their midst, and it's about his grooming tactics and how he basically grooms the entire family. Because he has his sight set on one member of that family. Yeah, so he goes out. He wants to uh, abuse a child, and to do that, he un- he launches this scheme, which is unlike anything you could possibly imagine. Like you will be like, oh well, I wonder if no. Keep thinking, and you're not going to trust get me. You're not going to get there. But about goes. 20 minutes in, you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And I know Jason and Alexis didn't they do like 20 minute face There's, or they've something? They've got like they're that's what they're having people post their, their 20, 20 minute faces. Yeah, uh, because at the 20 minute mark, this is what happened in our house last night. Where I was watching, Jamie was sort of half watching because he does that thing where he pretends like he's not watching, but I can tell when he's watching. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at that 20 minute mark, like my eyes are getting wide open and I'm like, okay, now I know why everybody's freaking out about this show. Because up to this point, I'm like, this is a garden variety, true crime Mm -hmm. thing. 
And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Ah! It's like when you're and, on a roller coaster and yeah. you're going up and you know that the yeah. hill is coming, but yeah. you're like, maybe it won't be as bad but as I think. But at that moment that you're about to lose your stomach, yeah. that's the 20-minute mark. And mm-hmm. at that very moment, I could feel Jamie's eyes tw- turning from the TV to me with a giant gaping mouth mm-hmm. of whispering, oh, my, you know, something inappropriate. Mm-hmm. What? in heaven's name is this in front of me yes and at that point um i was like okay now we're you know now, now we've you're in gone down the hill mm-hmm. we're doing some loop you vomited on yourself <laughs> yes. and your neighbor and you're like i've invested <laughs> yeah. so, so i'm finishing I'm and uh you will end that series it's not a series it's an hour and a half of your life you will end that experience going wow i can we say this i don't know that at the end of the day and we don't have to say why Okay. But the parents, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. should have been, and in any other decade, oh, in 2019, would have been held legally a, yes. a responsible for what happened to their child. Absolutely. Because they, I don't want to say they were complicit, unwittingly complicit, surely, but that was the thing that kept going through my mind is like, why are you people acting like... Like, I, I kept thinking, like, I wonder if this woman still has a relationship with her parents. Well, she mm-hmm. doesn't, and you'll see why and how and all that stuff. But in 2019, the parents would have been investigated fully in some some way uh, that they weren't in the 70s and 80s um, because we didn't understand things in the same way as we do now in uh, that part of the country well, in, in the 70s. And in they the were extremely world. naive. Yeah. They were, uh, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but they lived in a very, you know, um, religious church based community where maybe people didn't talk openly about things that were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, yeah, just all the stuff, especially <gasps> where sex or you know child abuse is concerned. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be somewhat of a mediating factor. However, even for that time, and you'll see as the investigator who's responsible for dealing with that case in the moment reacted to even then it was clearly horribly 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 inappropriate and wrong and and those parents made some very bad choices yeah i I, it was i didn't know what i was getting myself into honestly when we turned it on i did not have any idea my husband said what are we watching i said i don't know I really don't know. I've just been told that we are not going to be able to believe this and we need to watch it. And I was knitting because that's what I do to keep my hands busy when I watch television. And at the 20 minute mark that we are speaking of, I all but dropped my knitting needles and looked over at my husband, very similar to you and Jamie. And my husband did this terrible thing. And I would encourage people to not go down this road as much as possible where he paused the show and then inserted our family into the narrative. Yeah, don't use the word insert. Do not. Thank you. Start there. He he said that would be like. And then he made the people in the family that yeah, we were like, watching into he, people in our family and then people in our lives. And I was like, no. Yeah, because no, you know. we do not talk like that. <laughs> yeah. Not now. No, no. Because it is so disturbing. And then as you continue to watch it, you are realizing the reality. Because this is the other thing that goes through my mind. When you're seeing a documentary like this and and it involves a retelling of a story, you are hearing an hour and a half worth of a story that happened over the course of how many years? 
10 years. Well, I mean, certainly over the course of this woman's life, and she's now probably in her 40s or 50s. She's probably in her 50s now. Right. But, you know, the the main events take place in about a five, six year period. And so you're hearing the pertinent details, right? But even the details are like a flash of a detail. When you when you tease that out in your brain, if you allow your brain to go into a place of like this, how this actually occurred through time and space and what each moment to moment and the real like deep dive you have to take into the life of this. Oh, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about abducted in plain sight. It's this Netflix um, true crime documentary. It's about an hour and a half long. It deals with um, a family. Who uh, is now? Here's the thing that I will say because sometimes the the subject, rightly so, of child abuse is going to turn people off. They're like, I don't want to watch that, and you're talking like it's like super vile and disgusting, and and it is cons- uh, what's the word? It is certainly as a fact vile and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Insofar as you know, this young girl um, who at the time of the documentary is now an adult woman, the trauma and the abuse that she suffered is certainly vile and disgusting. I will say, though, that um, while your mouth will be on the floor, you will be able to watch, even if you get uncomfortable in those kinds of um, storylines, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. What I'm saying is, like, it's shocking, but you will be able to do this. This is yeah. a worthy experience because I think that the story itself um, is more than, and this sounds horrible again, but I think it's more than just the abuse of this one girl. There's so much more to this story that I think it's important um, or it's it's worth watching. Yeah, and unless, and I will just add this, unless, uh, unless you are a, a, a survivor well, of sure. a similar type yeah. of abuse and this is like a triggering type yeah. thing and, um, you know, certainly in those, and I don't want to minimize that by any stretch, but um, but if you know that hearing that kind of a story is a, going to be a trigger for you, then obviously yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. However, I do think it, it also really, it tells the story of what grooming behavior can look like mm-hmm. And how it can look. How manipulative people can oh, be. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and how manipulated people can be. Yeah. How easily manipulated, how, how they were able to explain certain things away for their own benefit and well, their I own investment say, in it. That was my chief criticism of Abducted in Plain Sight, uh, this documentary on Netflix about this woman who was uh, abducted twice. Um, that was my chief criticism was the lack of criticism of everyone else involved meaning the parents Mm -hmm. authorities um the community like there were a lot of people who knew that this person was a predator Mm -hmm. and who did not take it seriously there were church officials i mean that's those are the parts of the story if this was a series that i would have liked an investigative journalist to you know sort of track this story was presented very much from the point of view of the survivor herself right. which is an important story to be told and certainly in her own words at least that was my impression was that she sort of was directing the narrative uh or the focus was very much on her but from a purely like uh human perspective i just wanted somebody to be holding you know, every because first of all, she was not the only victim. There are other victims who are not a part of this show. Right. The guy, you know, uh, ma- uh, com- committed a lot of uh, heinous acts. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the story that I would want somebody to spend some time on. Because, again, I don't think it's just dumb parents. I think it's dumb parents plus their own issues, plus society's issues, plus the church's issues, plus... um, It was like a perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm along with you, Bradley. I I would have, I loved is not the right word, but I think it would be interesting to see this teased out into a longer form, um, like a making a murder style docu-series from a different perspective, because it certainly does leave you with a lot of questions. Um, But it is worth the watch. And to our, you know, we would both say, I think it lives up to the hype. Yeah, for sure. (sighs) Oh. All right. If by hype you mean you're going to feel like somebody just lit your hair on fire. <laughs> and yes. you're just you're going to be talking out loud whether there are people in the room or not to your TV. This is true. This is true. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um I got educated this morning on uh ASMR. Asthma? Yeah. I don't think that you're supposed to pronounce it like that, but oh. I learned all about it. And some people maybe learned about it last night during the Super Bowl, but you may not even really know that you learned about it. Okay. Um, I'm going to take you on that journey after this. Ooh, okay. Let's, let's go on the journey. We're going to on my talk 1071. Mama said, don't give up. It's a little complicated. I'll tie it up. No more ASMR this morning. Asthma? Yes. Uh, ASMR. Okay, what's that? I learned about it from my son this morning, but oh, I think everybody cute. may have accidentally learned about it last night. All right. During the Super Bowl. By that you mean nobody, because nobody was watching, but yeah. I That's true. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, hey. streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And you know what? The kids are all about it. Doesn't this that sound scientific? This is that that thing that's supposed to make you feel good. Yeah, when you listen to it. It's supposed to trigger your tingles. Ooh, trigger okay. my tingles. Now here's how Arr, matey. Here's how people tingle my twitters. No, no, no trigger my no. tingles. Trigger my. I gotta be careful with yeah, that. Yeah, you do. That yep. word, <laughs> you do. Those words. Okay, so. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Here's how you would have learned about it during the Super Bowl. Listen to this commercial. This is Zoe Kravitz that you are going to hear and she is promoting... Uh, what is the beer? Michelob Ultralight? Mm. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Tingles? That's supposed to be triggering your tingles. Is that triggering your tingles? I don't know. Your, I don't so think your tingles so. haven't been triggered? No. Okay, what does that even mean, Do right? Is Zach Efron in there? Because that'll trigger me. Tingles? Tingles. Okay, so ASMR. I So I was listening to that commercial on my computer this morning. My son, my 12-year-old, was across the room from me, so he couldn't even see what I was looking at. He heard the sound of it. And he goes, oh, ASMR, huh? And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, that's ASMR. And I go, what do you know about ASMR? Yes, first of all, that's what it is. But what do you know How about it? How do you it? know what it is? The, the people are, are trying t- to propagandize <laughs> my child. What are they teaching you in school? <laughs> no, apparently the kids are all about this because... This is like there are whole YouTube channels that are devoted to ASMR. And this is basically using sound to try to trigger like this, like a like an, a, a sense of ecstasy. Some people would call it like a brain orgasm. OK, yes, I'm serious. And it would that such that it will give you either that like shiver down your spine mm-hmm. or goosebumps simply by a, the pleasant like sound of it. So here's another example of ASMR. A pair of scissors on a microphone. Ew. Okay, so this is Gross. from. Don't say stroking. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Know, this but is, it just sounds creepy. Also, this video has 3.2 million views. This is from one of those YouTube channels. I'm telling you. Chil- the children are super into this. I don't know. This is drugs. I'm telling you, this is not right. This is like when when Tippy Hedren, no, it wasn't Tippy Hedren. Tipper Gore was playing records backwards in the 80s in front of Congress. This but you is know what? Not if good. this is if that's all this is doing is making them get chills, I guess I'm not mad about no, it. No, it's a gateway thing. They're gonna end up doing some hash <laughs> or something stronger, and it, it's not good. I just don't think you should trust it. You should talk to your pediatrician. Don't scare me. I was fine with it until now. That just sounded really creepy. This is my thing. Okay. Holly's ASMRing us. When we come back, we've got some D bags. Stop it. Bye. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, girls. And we uh, call those celebrities behaving badly. D-bags. Mm-hmm. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I, Show me your D-bag. I don't even know if this story is true, but it, it's I want it's terrible, and I'm going to share it with it? you. It's about Bill Cosby. Oh. So, you know, he's in jail. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to reports from people in the know, sources, mm. apparently um, Bill Cosby thinks that he knows more than the medical professionals in the jail. Okay. And so he is acting as though he is Dr. Cliff 
Huxtable, and he is treating inmates as though okay, he is their is doctor. A, that's a sack of lies. Where I, did you come up with this? This is a, according to actually multiple sources, but um, well, it first was reported in Radar According Online. to sources close to Radar Online, which is basically like saying, according to Just, uh, a but bag of listen to the story, on, though. Okay. <laughs> according to the source... Quote, he believes he's learned a lot about how to cure people and how to speak to patients after playing Dr. Huxtable for nearly eight years on The Cosby Show. Wasn't he like a, uh, was he a doctor doctor? He was a gynecologist. Okay. <clears throat> There's not a lot of those in prison. Wait, Dr. Huxtable was a gynecologist? Yes. On the Cosby he was? Show? An obstetrician. An OBGYN. Oh. Yes. So he was looking at, doesn't yes. that kind of change the way we think about what yes. he was doing? Yes, I've been saying. Has anybody saying. thought to look and talk to patients. I think he was thinking of looking. Um, yeah, okay, so moving on, he apparently, according to the source, thinks that the officials at the Pennsylvania SCI Phoenix State Prison uh, are, quote, overeducated, unintelligent children with a clipboard. Uh, he's accepting appointments from inmates to help diagnose anything from a cold <laughs> is just to lies, obesity. But I like it. Sure. If he thinks they're incurable, he refers them to the infirmary with a preliminary diagnosis. Uh, he says, "I'm just offering Doctor Huxtable. I'm just offering Doctor. Do- okay. You try saying it, <laughs> honey. I'm just breath. offering Doctor Huxtable. Doctor Huxtable." It's hard to say. So um, uh, he wore a bed sheet like an apron to get into character. <laughs> is he prescribing Jello pudding? I don't Jello. know. Jello. Uh, anyway, also, I think this is so far fetched <laughs> that it has to be true, right? It has to be true. Don't you feel like that? I just feel like that's no. I don't feel like that. I think this is a hilarious story from sources close to Radar Online, which is essentially like, you know. Two idiots walking down the street who overheard nothing. I don't know. I mean, it's delightful though. He used a bed sheet. I, I don't even like get an that. apron. To Did Doctor Huxtable wear an apron? No, he would have worn like a coat or scrubs. Yeah, scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Scrubs are a guy who can't get no love from me. It's true. Caught in the passenger side. Best, best friend ride. ride. Trying to holler at me. He said that his medical skills are, quote, a tad rusty since he played Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> but he's still, quote, hip okay. to the role. Also, if he's an obstetrician, how many vaginas do they have in prison? Not enough. You know, <laughs> Not enough. I'm sure but, that's what the inmates would say. But, you know, listen, even uh, people who practice obstetrics and gynecology, they have a base knowledge of medical uh, wisdom. Oh, they thanks all had for to go explaining to that. Medical yeah. school. Yeah. So, so that's totally plausible. Is what, what I'm you're saying. saying is, Dr. Huxtable would have known basic medical oh. information. Okay. That. How does Mrs. Huxtable feel about all this? Well, she's a lawyer, so <laughs> <laughs> I think she would she sue him for malpractice. I Maybe think. he should call her to represent. Why didn't Why he didn't have they her call represent? Felicia Rashad and have her represent? My God, I would have died if she <laughs> showed up at trial. Oh. Okay. All right. That's uh, cock-a-doody. I'll put yeah. that over here. Thank you. Uh, that was Bill Cosby is your D-bag or mm-hmm. perhaps Radar Online. I don't know. I don't know everyone. Um, how about a Chonus bonus, you guys? Yay! Oh, okay. Chonus bonus. What's a Chonus bonus? 
It is a story about the uh, the mega marriage between Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Completely fake marriage, by the mm-hmm. way. Well, I saw this over the weekend. Anytime I see headlines with these two pop up, up I have to share them. And this one um, is a delightful story. So apparently they posted a photo. Uh, this was uh, today, actually. Mm-hmm. Earlier today at like midnight. So it was probably from the weekend. They were watching the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That makes sense. They're cuddled up on the couch. Um, she, I wouldn't even call this cuddled. She looks like she's sleeping on his boob. I think she's just imagining how amazing their life is. But it, it literally is just like if I were to nuzzle, nuzzle my um, head on your bosom while you were drinking a Diet Coke. Why are you nuzzling your head on my bosom? I'm just saying Why to recreate okay. on the couch. She looks like she's wearing either a tracksuit or a bathrobe. I can't tell. And he's just, you know, sitting there in his white T-shirt and his engagement ring Mm -hmm. is prominently portrayed. And the Internet wondered exactly what I did, which is who is in their house taking these photos? Right. Like this is just them. It's like it's not just a like we're hanging out watching the Super Bowl photo that our friends took. Mm. No, this is a very staged, thoughtful photo of the two of them and creepy when you contemplate that someone else is in the room taking the photo Mm. which means it's coming from inside the house (laughs) they have people who are like "Ooh, let's take a photo of you all snuggled up you guys look natural she's doing the fake sleep thing yeah that is a fake oh that is the total fake sleep move that you do when you want to pretend to be asleep do you know how i know to get attention why her Mouth is closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that her never, eyes are closed. She's not drooling. She's her, not drooling. Her face is tense. Her face is tense, and it's perfectly poised so that you can see the majority of her face. Her hands are perfectly placed. Both of their wedding rings are on display, and uh, so is a bottle of Coors. I think, or a can of Coors. I think that's Coors. Where I can see a C. Where yeah, that's a in his hand, a can of Coors. Oh, that's Coors. Yeah, I thought it was Diet Coke, but then see, you can see the C O O. Oh, in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> tells you it's cold. Tapping the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> this couple is still obnoxious, Weird. and the, and the caption to the photo was just home. Okay, can I tell you what makes this even more obnoxious? Because I I saw this very photo. I thought the very same thing. Which was who took this picture? If yeah. they're home and they're snuggling, and this is supposed to be an intimate moment, who took the picture? Right. Yeah. Well, this is going to make you roll your eyes probably even more. First of all, I know who took the picture. Second of all, they're not actually home, which is what's going to tell you more about something nauseating about the photograph. They were actually on, get this, weird, a vacation. With not, they were not alone because they're never alone. Who do you think they were with? I bet you can guess. Uh, the brother and sister. Oh my gosh, the brother being Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Yeah, so they're on like a duo because they never go anywhere alone. Why? Because they're not really in love, because they're not, it's not real. Because she's really actually after Sophie Turner because she's a big star. I'm sorry. That's but, I'm so like, adding stuff. In, but but again, so let's say that that's the couple who took the photo, right? Mm-hmm. So they're on the other side of the couch. Who thinks to themselves, 
I'm going to take a photo of Nick and Priyanka. They look amazing as she sleeps Correct. so perfectly. And then I'm going to send you that photo so that you can post it on social media. Exactly. They were made to take that picture. Um, I will also tell you this. Again, they're not at home. What she's trying to say in that caption. This is her home. Is that her home is where her heart is. He is her home. Mm. He is inside. <laughs> he is inside or home is inside you. What? Ish. He's home to her. Wow. You're my home. Ick. They're well, just look, ugh. if Nick Jonas, if Nick Jonas was mine, his chest would be home to me too. Okay. Uh-huh. Um Anyway, they are, I can't, I don't even remember where they are on this dumb vacation. It's hard to keep track anymore. Oh, they're somewhere in the snow. I think they're in the mountains somewhere. They are in the mountains somewhere because look at what else they did. And this was posted on Mammoth Lakes, California. That's where they are. They made uh, like, you know, they, they made like a little mountain uh, of, of a place to put all their beer so it could cool in the snow. Isn't that creative? Did somebody like bleed all over the the mound of snow to to spell out the Super Super Bowl? Bowl? You don't know what happens at a cabin in the woods. It's whatever happens in the woods stays well, in the not, woods. Luckily, it's just not nobody peed in in the snow. That well, would be weird. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there <laughs> they are. That's what they're doing. And somebody else took the dumb picture, and they're all all of them are playing the exact same game. Chase Foster was there, as was Cord Overstreet. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And we weird. care about them because. Cord Overstreet is uh, a musician. Yeah, well, Cord Overstreet. Oh, so how about this? Let me throw this all together for you. Wasn't he in Cord like, Overstreet was in Glee. Yeah, I was going to say he was in. That's uh, a Ryan Murphy production. Uh, Cord Overstreet, and then and then Nick Jonas was in Scream Queens. Oh, so I'm wondering if that's not. And also, Cord Overstreet tried to do the same thing with Emma Watson. They had a little fake relationship oh. maybe a year or two ago that went absolutely nowhere. Interesting. So I feel perhaps they're exchanging advice, a little play by play on how to uh, do this relationship. And Chase Foster is some kind of something because he's posting all about Priyanka Chopra and he's a music musical director and maker of magic in Los Angeles. Chase Foster Music dot com. Interesting. All right. Well, we're hot on the case when we come back. Well, we are. We have been this whole time. We've never stopped. When we come back, um, I need, we need to figure something out. Remember when the Brian Singer uh, article came out in the Atlantic mm-hmm. and uh, Remy Malik had to uh, re- kind of respond to the allegations mm-hmm. that were launched against Brian Singer, respond for the fact that he was in a Brian Singer movie. And yeah. he said, do you remember what he said? I didn't know anything didn't about really them. I didn't know anything about Brian Singer's accusations. Well, he's changing his tune a little bit. Mm, interesting. And I'm wondering if we can maybe read between the n- lines a little bit of what sure. he's actually saying. We're going to have to get the Cobra Let's gang together do on this it. one. After this on My Talk 107.1. I sometimes uh, celebrities change their tune a little bit, right? And um, we notice it. And then we have to read between the lines. And when we have to do that, we have to. Get the Cobra Gang yeah, together on the Colleen and Bradley it. Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, we are the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, without the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If 
When Brian Singer, when the article in the Atlantic came out, uh, really outlining the allegations against Brian Singer by numerous that he was young men that he had yep worked with in the past that he had sexually assaulted that were claiming that he had sexually assaulted them, uh, Remy Malik, who played Freddie Mercury in the uh, Queen biopic, biopic, uh, was asked about working with Brian Singer, and he at the time said very simply. I had no idea. Now, this was just prior to the Golden Globes. And a lot of people thought, okay, we understand what you're doing. You're not, you don't want to risk your, you know, the awards that you're up for. You're trying to stay out of it. But nobody was really thinking he didn't know anything. It was kind of a thin argument to say that he had heard nothing about Brian Singer. So I think it frustrated people. Well, he's changing his tune a little bit, and I'm wondering okay. what you think about this. All right. Okay. So he was being interviewed for the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, and uh, he was asked again about these about these uh, allegations against Brian Singer, who, by the way, for those of you who maybe don't remember, had started as the director of Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, and, but then left before the movie was done. Uh, and they brought somebody else in to finish it up for a number of different reasons. Many thought it had something to do with this article. Okay. So this is what Remy Malik said. My heart goes out to anyone who has to live through anything like what I've heard and what is out there. Uh, it's awful. It's remarkable that this happens. I can appreciate so much what they've been through and how difficult this must be for them. Uh, in, in the light of the Me Too era, that this somehow seems to exist after that. It's a horrible thing. And then he went on to say of, of his own experience with Brian Singer, quote, in my situation with Brian, it was not pleasant, not at all. And that's about what I can say about it at this point. Hmm. Well, that's interesting at this point. Uh, that part of it sounds interesting because that maybe makes me wonder if he'll talk about it at length later or at there's something point. around the corner. Maybe he's spoken to authorities about something. You don't know. Well, and that's, I think th- <clears throat> that is the part that, that kind of hooked me in is I thought there's, I get why he would change his, the tune a little bit because people were really frustrated early on when he said, I had no idea. The response to that was really, people were almost angry. Like you can't say that you didn't know. Right. Well, even if you knew, but but I guess I would just say to them, like, what would you have expected him to do? I don't begrudge anybody because we've talked about this in the context of Harvey Weinstein, of Kevin Spacey, like Bill Cosby, actually, initially. Right. Because there is no way that these people act the way they do in a vacuum. There Mm -hmm. are a lot of people who know it's like, well, what did you know? And were you a should you have been accountable publicly for what you knew in a, in a way? Right. I mean, that's a long conversation to have because I don't know what he did know or didn't know. Right. It could seem disingenuous, certainly. Um, but I do think like I can understand if somebody felt like they heard stuff, but it was rumors and innuendo and didn't feel like they knew what to do with it. You know, if they talked about that and said they struggled with that, if they weren't sure um, they were open about that. They were honest about their un- uh, unsureness, um, to put it awkwardly. Um, that I can understand and I can get behind because I think a lot of us would be very perplexed as to what to do. Like, okay, so you're hearing things. What 
what should your obligation be? Right. Like, how do you react to that? If it's if it's not, you don't have any confirmation of it. Like if you if somebody came to you and said something about someone in this organization that was terrible. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Like you don't. I mean, and I'm not expecting you to have an answer for that. Well, you know, I'm, I, well, I think honestly, my first response might be that has not that is not my experience, or that yeah. is not what I have seen, yeah. or I don't have any direct knowledge of that, or something along those lines. But the thing that I find interesting about the new way, his new spin on this, yeah. is that that very last sentence or those last few words. That's about what I can say about it at this point. It was not pleasant, not at all. And that's about what I can say about it at this point, which again indicates that there's more to the story that he's not willing or not able to talk about yet, which makes me wonder what is it that's standing in the way of him sharing that? And maybe it is just simply himself, you know, because this, this, this movie is still up for awards. Um, or is it? Yeah, it is. Bohemian Rhapsody? Up yeah. For a bunch of Oscars, yeah. including Rami Malek. He's yeah. up for Best Actor. Right. So the favorite to win. Is this all about just him not wanting to say anything to jeopardize? And would it? Well, But I think the fact that he's saying something about it would already, you know, run that risk. So I think that he's probably what it looks like is that. Rami Malik, he got a lot of pushback for saying he didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, the suits over at Fox are looking at that and saying, this is compromising the good PR of our film. So go out and say something. However, don't, don't give say all, all of it. Don't say all of it. I feel like that last line is something that's being instructed by higher powers over at Fox to protect their ass in Bohemian Rhapsody. Because keep in mind, that movie has made almost a billion right. dollars worldwide. It's just so bizarre. I mean, and that is, and it is his responsibility to protect that, right? Because that is his bread and butter. Um, He's not going to want to go rogue on that. And, you know, he might feel like Brian Singer deserves to be in jail for the behavior that he maybe actually knew about. But whether he has an obligation to tell us about it at this Mm -hmm. point, we don't know. And until, I don't know, like, what do you, you can't hold somebody accountable for what you don't know. Right. Anyway, well, apparently more might be revealed. More shall be revealed. Maybe not. Uh, Hey, games at gatherings? You're at a party. Somebody pulls out a board game. Yay or nay? 651-641-1071. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever. So you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. 
So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 